0: 20 yards left! That is a jewel from Dewey! Sam K. has done it again! What a goal by Sam K. Hill! Thompson! Uh, five goals to Archie! Sweet there, but you just from North Melbourne! And the league champion, Dark Lose over there!
1: On 11.16, SEM, the 4 Diego.
2: Here's Jamal Reynolds. It's outside. Gallifold goal. It's gone in. Diego Castro, the substitute, has scored for Perth Glory.
3: There you go on a night where uh, midweek Perth Glory defeated Melbourne Victory 1-0. Diego Castro, as you just heard, with thanks to Fox Sports, uh, scored in the 73rd minute at NIB Stadium. It's Melbourne Victory's third loss in a row heading into the uh, derby on the weekend and uh, Boys, uh, Vinnie Venezuela's in the house. As, Hello, Rodrigo. G'day, as is Carlos Alberto Diego. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you. We've been on for an hour. We've been uh, talking through that uh, that game. and um, Calling the game but not calling the game. Calling him. the game but not calling <laughs> the game if you hadn't joined us. But uh, the Tonight Show is brought to you by makingmedia.com.au. For all your corporate and education video needs, let Making Media help you make media. Make sure you get to makingmedia.com.au. Vinnie Venezuela, um, you're in the Twitter sphere at the moment. What's going on?
4: Yes. Uh, basically, uh, the, the the hotline tonight is going to be the have the wheels fallen off hotline, mm. uh, Rodrigo. And so we've been asking uh, people out there who have watched the game what their views of the of the game are. And um, basically, you know, a few people have, have tweeted: uh, "We look like we have lost our mojo. The connections aren't working. Need some fresh blood to compete for spots." That's from the blog on uh, on the Twitter sphere and. Yeah. Uh, Perry Tsangas at uh, Yogo Bonito said, uh, Terrible, lethargic performance. Signs aren't good taking on an inform Melbourne City. Three losses in a row for the champions. And um, Just a
1: message for Perry out there, and any yeah. other uh, listener out there who's worried about form going into a derby, doesn't matter. Form going into a derby does not matter how many times we've seen. If you look at the data, uh, Melbourne City, there's not much between Melbourne City and victory in derbies. And most of the time... Victory have been doing quite well going into a derby and City haven't been. And it, it, it just actually means nothing, almost form. So don't worry about the derby, uh, you know, whether victory will win or lose according to form because that, that it doesn't really come into it. Uh, any other game, yes, I, I agree. Probably form, confidence, uh, you know, uh, how the team's laid out. And remember that if you need a spark, if victory need a spark, guess who's back this week? Archie Thompson... Right. Uh, they'll have him in the squad. Apparently, he's been ready for a while. They've had to hold him back. He wanted to go to Perth tonight. He wanted to go to West Sydney on the weekend. Uh, he's been dying to get back playing. Uh, and I think after time, in particular, with the... Uh, one thing I do agree with Perry when he was talking about the lethargy of the team, uh, the best thing about lethargy, lethargy is if your spot is in doubt. And someone like Archie might uh, might be a bloke who might be claiming one of those spots up front. Yes, give us a call, 9429 1116.
3: It is the Have the Wheels Fallen Off hotline. If you're a Melbourne Victory fan and watch the game tonight, uh, give us a call, 9429 1116. No Warren tonight, so it's three Diego's, and why don't you make it the fourth? 9429 1116.
4: Personally, Rodrigo, I'm calling it the third loss victory needed to have. (laughs) But you're an optimist. That's right. And they're going to turn it around. They're going to to look at this, they're going to analyse it to the bejesus out of it, and they're going to realise, yeah, we were a little bit lethargic, yeah, we could have had a bit more tempo, yeah, they, they sort of played sort of deep, and we're going to find another way in.
3: Yeah, we've got a big hour tonight. Um, we're looking to get a Perth Glory player. Uh, I'm not sure if a Melbourne Victory player will jump on the on the no, line no, tonight. No, they're talking uh, to us. I think uh, they're on the Greyhound loss. bus as we speak. Yes, um, Archie Mar- would
4: probably talk to us. tonight, <laughs> saying, yeah, They should have taken me. <laughs> should have yeah. taken me. Yeah.
3: Marie, hi guys. Uh, Melbourne Victory hardly ever win in Perth. I have a bet going. They won't make the grand final. Western Sydney Wanderers for premiers. Marie seems to have uh, jumped off the. Uh, Absolutely turned on off them,
1: victory. Uh, Marie. As much as you're our number one listener. Uh, I wouldn't write off Melbourne victory yet. It is before Christmas, and you know my view about even looking at the ladder before Christmas. It, it, really, this this spell of games that they're not winning, in the big scheme of things, will be nothing. Uh, right now, all it does serve to do is get them focused. And uh, they will be up for this derby on the weekend.
3: Just a little speed bump, says Theo, in Hampton. Can't see them losing four in a row. Um, he's in one from Anonymous. People need to calm down. Still the best team mm. in the league. <laughs> need to find a way to play without Valeri, Those. So there you go. Yep. Um, Brett from Snorbins Looks like the fourth Diego stole the show.
1: Absolutely. Well, I called him the fifth Diego when he came on. And we did say, Rodrigo, we did say that he was going to change the game, basically. Yeah, we did. We and he did. did, and he absolutely came on and did change the game. He toyed. With victory when he came on, he's had a, he had a springing his step. He yes. did
3: something really, really smart as he came on, mm. and then uh, was in the right place at the right time, and uh, was absolutely sensational. You know what? It
4: was all the talk of Keo coming back. <laughs> <That's> what, <laughs> it's what it sort of was.
3: It's true. Well, there's actually a, a text here, Vinny. Is it the psychological impact of Keo signing? Just wait till he gets on the field. Maybe a title. That's a bit. That must be from a Perth uh, Perth Glory <laughs> yeah. fan. But no. uh, it could be Vinny Venezuela.
1: Well, they, they, they have to get rid of one of their foreigners, and Castro. Up until tonight, it's been very disappointing. Fernandez has been another one who's been very disappointing. Uh, there's one or two others at uh, you know, uh, uh, Sydney. There's another one that they're saying that he's the one they want to move on. So there's nothing like competition for spots. And that's why I think Muskie would be really, really excited about the fact that Archie Thompson's available. Not that he'll play him straight away, but suddenly, uh, if someone's not up to it, if the intensity's not there, the urgency's not there in the game... I think uh, Muskies now got an option as far as uh, the Archie Thompson availability is concerned.
3: Interesting stuff. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. It is the uh, Have the wheels fallen off hotline. And Marcus, who is uh, the fourth Diego tonight, (laughs) has joined us from South Melbourne. G'day, Marcus.
5: Hello, Rodriguez McGregor on the line. Of How course, I'm... my apologies.
3: Maybe you need to say that as you call in, so That's it reminds right. me, Marcus.
5: <laughs> um, well, what a difference two players can make to a first team, did you notice? They've got uh, young liners in there and mm. uh, a few others, and all of a sudden uh, they were actually playing up in front of the victory tonight. I, I liked the way they were knocking the ball in behind the victory, and, yeah, interesting result. Uh, The other thing I just wanted you to comment on before I go, um, I saw on the internet and through work that uh, Jose Mourinho had that meeting today with Mm. Obradovich. Was
4: there talk of betrayal, Marcus? Did the word betrayal come up?
1: Uh, Because it certainly came up in the press conference after the Leicester game that uh, the the players had betrayed Jose Mourinho. uh, my gut feeling is he probably wouldn't have said, Roman, Roman don't betray <laughs> don't me. Don't betray me. I don't think he would have said that. But uh, I think, to tell you the truth there, Marcus, I think Roman Abramovich has uh, done everything he's can, he can to give Jose Marino the chance to turn this around. And if he gets sacked, no one's going to be criticising Roman Abramovich in this case, in this occasion.
5: No, if you lose the dressing room, yep, and we've seen that in a lot of clubs before, even with good coaches, uh, managers, if you lose the dressing room, you're on very thin ice. Yep. And uh, I think Roman knows which side he's breads buttered on when it comes to making money. So uh, yep. Jose's in for a little, a very short-term payout. I think.
6: No,
1: he'll be looked after.
3: Thank you very much, there, Rodriguez McGregor. Um, always appreciate your call on a Wednesday night. Uh, interesting stuff there, and uh, we'll talk more about uh, Chelsea a little bit later on with Mike mm. McGrath from the Sun in the, the UK, because uh, there'll be some a lot, lot of stuff going on, and and we'll confirm whether that discussion happened or not. Uh, with with Mike McGrath, J- Jamal uh, Re- Reiners will become a star of the A League in a few years to come. He he did look good, didn't you he?
1: Yeah, he did look good. Seventeen year old, I mean, he's a big boy uh, who moved really well, uh, very very quick. He turned Galifuco, uh inside out for that uh, for that cross that gave uh, uh, Castro the chance to score the goal. Uh, but you know, look, sometimes you have the game of your life. First up on debut, and uh, and sometimes uh, you know you, you don't, and he certainly did, and he looks a good fo- good young footballer, that's for sure.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Night where uh, Perth Glory defeated Melbourne Victory one nil. Um, Castro scored in the seventy third minute. I'm very keen now to hear from the coach uh, Kevin Muscat, who was chatting with Mike Quackrell from uh, Fox Sports. Let's have a listen to that now.
7: Yeah, look, it's uh, you know probably the same as the last game. You know we'd. Uh... <laughs> It's, in my view, there's no way we should have lost the game tonight. But uh, unfortunately, if you uh, if you don't get that first goal, uh, you, you know there's a chance you'll pay the penalty, and that's exactly what happened tonight. Speaking of the first goal,
2: Bessar Barisha, pretty uh, big miss for a player of his quality. Uh, came back to haunt you.
7: Yes, it's no misses are misses, no big or small, they're all the same. Um, you know, ultimately it was a well constructed move, and uh, unfortunately it didn't go in for us tonight.
2: Is the travel a factor in these uh, run of results? No,
7: no, no, not at all, uh, not at all. Um, if, you, if you're looking for, for excuses, you know, that could be possibly one, but uh, uh, ultimately I thought uh, for long periods of that game tonight, we were, you know, well in control. You know, first half completely dominated. Uh, and then, we, you know, chances are very far uh, few between. You know, they're sitting off, dropping off, so you're not going to get too many chances. And, uh, you know, when you do get one, you, know, you need to take it.
2: Is it a tough couple of days coming up for you in terms of the travel factor, and then of course getting everyone's confidence back up for the derby?
7: No, it won't be tough at all. No, it won't be tough at all. We've got a, a very important game now um, on uh, on Saturday night. We look forward to it. Uh, it won't be tough uh, recovering. It won't be tough getting the players up. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, the toughest thing is putting in a performance that's worthy of three points. And unfortunately, uh, uh, unfortunately, tonight, uh, you know, we couldn't put that complete performance together. But in large. Yeah, the performance was good.
3: There's uh, Kevin Musker, the coach of uh, Melbourne Victory, with uh, Mike Cockrell, with thanks to Fox Sports, playing a very straight bat, Carlos.
1: Yeah, I agree with everything, except for that really that last bit where he says uh, the performance was quite good. I just didn't think that the performance was good tonight. Uh, They really played in the hands of Perth, and the team that has designs on going back-to-back and and having the success that they want, I really uh, was worried about what seemed to be a lack of urgency. I don't know how hot it was over there, but Perth seemed to deal with them very comfortably, and that would be a worry, because even against West Sydney Wanderers, they they created two-nil loss, but they created some good chances. Against uh, uh, Wellington Phoenix the week before that, they created some good chances and a loss too tonight. Uh, it was a Barisha miss, but other than that, there wasn't very much else.
4: Yeah, but apart, even apart from the Barisha miss, miss uh, the, the fact that- that uh, victory weren 't as threatening as they mm. normally are, you you expect at least four or five misses yep. from a victory team, even when they yep. lose that 's right not just the one miss so mm. I, I tend to agree with you. I think mm. it, that we could have done better in, even in in defeat mm. than what we did today
3: nine four, two nine eleven sixteen It is the have the wheels fallen off. Hotline, if you're a Melbourne Victory fan, just heard Kevin Musket there saying that travel wasn't a factor. Um, you know the fact that they controlled the game, especially in the first half, and you know they just didn't put the score on the board. You know Kevin basically said they should have won tonight, but uh, they didn't. So that's three in a row. They go into the derby this weekend, um, and they they have to win, especially with Melbourne City, who have scored what 14 goals in three games, mm. and they'll be tested, of course, against um, one of the teams that will uh, challenge for the for the Top, but it uh, be very, very interesting. It's still, um, not, it's
1: still not over for victory if they lose against in, in a derby. I know you don't want to lose four in a row, and you, it seems funny to think that you, you know, you're know you still favourites to win a competition and you lose four in a row, but I still believe it's not the end of the world. I love the fact that Muskie has remained confident. He said time and time again in that interview with Mike Crockell that it's not a factor, we're not worried, mm. we're not concerned, and that's what he should be. Yep. You, the last thing you want to do is travel back on a four hour flight. You know, having the shakes because, mm. uh, because you've got a derby coming up. You've lost three in a way beforehand. These are professional footballers. He's a professional coach. It's not going to be an issue.
4: Yeah. And the fact that he refused to make excuses for yeah. the loss, I think that's, that's noble and that's yeah. decent and that's right. They, these guys are professionals. Mm. It is a derby and if there's one game you want to probably go into after a loss, it would be a derby because anything can happen yep. and you'd be fired up for it because, uh, you know, breaking rights are up for stakes.
1: Here's a question for you guys. Are we not going to the break? Are we, Rodgers? We're all in a couple of minutes. Carl. Okay. Well, uh, a question before we go to the break: Is City now the favourites for the derby? Good
3: question. I mean, they've played. Um, you know, they've they've scored a lot of goals in the in the last uh, three weeks. I think you asked me the question when we get back on board. Uh, Melbourne City, I said three wins. Um, they've yep. won three. But, um, but I'm not back on board with City yet. No, 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 They've got to
1: beat Victory this weekend for me to be on board with them.
3: Yeah. So I don't trust them. No, I, I think Victory. I think Victory will still uh, they're, favourites.
1: They're, yeah, they're still favourites. Yeah. that's a good question. Um, I would say Victory is still favourites. I think on paper and to people out, you know, before the game, obviously, I think City are favourites now. But I think people are underestimating Victory if they if they if they say City are favourites. But I think you'll find. Uh, that City might be favourites now because of the betting agencies and, you know, that they'll probably go with the form, right? Because I mean, you're talking about a team that scored 14 goals, conceded two. Yeah. In the last six games, they've lost one. It was, a, it was a horrific loss against West Sydney Wanderers. But before that, they'd beaten Adelaide 4-2 away from home. So this team is scoring for fun. Moy, Fornaroli, uh, I mean, uh, Novio. I mean, these guys are absolutely in great form. And now we've got victory. Really, show, they showed they were very flat tonight. Uh, at the start
3: of the uh, last hour, Carlos, you said, if Melbourne victory lose, look out, Melbourne City. I'm it's pre- true. I'm pretty sure you did. So, no, no I'm
1: not saying, but I'm not saying the City are the favourites, by the way. Oh, I right. think a lot of people will say oh, that. Oh, right, I see. No, I'm not saying City are the favourites at all. I, I, as I said earlier... You're not uh, a bookie, right? Yeah. So how do you know? No, no, that, no, no <laughs> I, I know nothing about betting. Uh, <laughs> Bet responds to me, Rod, Rodders, but, uh, course, uh, uh, the What I'm saying is that uh, I think victory coming into a derby, previous form is irrelevant for victory mm. and for, even for City because they've shown that time and time again in these derbies. So, um, so for me, I still think victory. Uh, I've got no real reason to think this other than a gut feeling that victory for me are still favourites for the derby. Just uh,
3: off the text message here, did you guys pick up the Sydney tactic of blocking opponents with an elbow to the neck or head? Um, <laughs> there you go. Um, I haven't heard anyone whinge about it. Maybe because um, Graham Arnold wasn't coaching there tonight. But uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's another story.
1: Uh, okay. yeah, well, we can talk about that a bit yeah. later. But uh, he has—he looks like he's going to be cited for that anyway. Mm. So um, yeah, he deserves what he's—you know—when you have a go at a referee. Oh. Just to deflect from your own team's performance, I think that's pretty poor, and that's what Gray Arnold did after the game on the weekend.
3: Yeah, let's go to uh, Alex on the uh, Have the Wheels Fallen Off hotline from Frankston. G'day, Alex. Welcome to the show.
0: G'day, boys. How are we?
3: Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? You happy um, or sad?
0: Uh, as a Mad Melbourne Victory fan, I'm absolutely stoked. There is not a better week for us to be playing in the Derby, and it's <laughs> just an absolute bonus that we can absolutely cash in with the bookies.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so it was good that you've lost nine points in the last three games, Alex.
0: Yeah, not, yeah. those nine points might be, uh, I reckon we could probably times them by a hundred in the bookies in my pocket
7: this
0: weekend. <laughs> but, uh, so, and I'd just like to thank Anthony DiPietro and the whole um, crew down there for dropping the last few games and making sure that <laughs> Uh, ridiculous for this weekend when we smashed the half, uh, when we smashed City four or five nil.
4: Now, Alex, uh, what do you think uh, needed to happen tonight for us to to do better?
0: Good question. I, I do agree with you. There wasn't, there wasn't that sort of, uh, and I'm not sure if Blairy, if that had, you know, a, a big impact or that central that um, attack. Uh, there's just not as much fire in their belly. And maybe it was hot over there stuff but it's been the last few games. I mean, the Western Sydney Wanderers game was, a, was an absolute cracker, even as a victory fan. But, I mean, they just... The sense of urgency doesn't seem to be there. I'm not sure if they're, they're um, tired or if they're resting on their laurels a little bit, or I'm, I, I'm not sure what it is. But I, I fundamentally agree with you that, that they just don't have the fire in the valley. But it'll be there this weekend, and that's why I'll be cashing
1: in at fourth fans, don't you worry. Yeah, good on you, Alex. Hope you win that big. But look, I I think, personally, it's tonight's game that was a worry. I think the West Sydney Wanderers game, they created some Gilded chances they could have scored. uh, Against uh, Phoenix, the same thing. Tonight, there wasn't much of that. So tonight was a game. Uh, You know, Muskie's not using travel as an excuse and the fact he's rested a couple of players, but maybe... Internally, they're saying, hey, the boys are a bit tired. They've traveled a bit. We've got to cut them a bit of slack. They'll be right for the derby.
4: You know who was uh, conspicuous by his absence was Connor Payne. Normally, when Connor mm. comes on, mm. th- there's a little bit of action happening down the flanks. But uh, I don't know. Like, he obviously wasn't being serviced enough to make those runs. But
1: I just... Video, I'm actually a little bit disappointed with Connor, And you know why? Because when Archie Thompson went down with his injury... And people were saying that Ben Kalfalar wasn't up to it or <clears throat> wasn't, wasn't playing the, the same football. That was a chance for a young guy at the top of his game to come in and take that spot. Because I think Muskie would have made that change if he had to. But obviously, Connor Payne wasn't knocking the door down. Because uh, they, they kept on going with the three up front with uh, Ben Kalfalar and uh, Barisha and also Barbarouss. So the chance is there. He hasn't taken it. Mm. Uh, mm. He had a great shot on the weekend against West Sydney Wanderers and Redmayne made a great save. But tonight, ineffective. Yeah, very, very quiet. Tonight, ineffective.
3: Mm. On a night where Perth Glory defeated Melbourne Victory 1-0 at NIB Stadium, uh, Diego Castro scored in the 73rd minute for Perth. Um, Melbourne Victory find themselves in fourth position having lost three in a row. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diegos on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
1: In 1997, a British man placed one of the most peculiar bets ever taken by bookmakers. Steve Caldercot of Birmingham had a $45 bet that his son Jack, then three and a half months old, would score a goal for England in the World Cup final in 2018, when Jack will be 21. The bookies gave odds of 50000 to one, which would win Caldecott a cool $2.5 million. This has been a moment of supreme optimism by the Four Diego's.
3: On 1116 SEN The Four Diego's Thanks for joining us on your Wednesday night. Um, this hour is brought to you by makingmedia.com.au. If you are uh, if you own a company or you're part of a company and you really want to tell your story, get it out there in a really um, nice and smart and cost-effective way for all your corporate and educational video needs, let Making Media help you make media. Get to makingmedia.com.au. Check it out, and um, I'm sure you'll uh, find something interesting there to... Uh, Tickle your fancy in relation to corporate and educational type videos. Makingmedia.com.au. Perth Glory defeated Melbourne victory 1-0. Castro scored in the 73rd minute at NIB Stadium. Not many people turned up tonight, but uh, it was a Wednesday night. Do we have
1: have a crowd figure?
3: I don't have a crowd figure, Carlos. I uh, was busily trying to. What
1: they (laughs) should do in Perth at the NIB Stadium is, you know how they, at the... At the Brisbane Lions ground, uh, at the Gabba. The Gabba. They've got all the colourful seats. And you they don't know how many people. Like... <laughs> That's what they should do over there. Not these green seats where you know that
3: no one's there. <laughs> We're going to catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on and uh, talk everything EPL. Um, off the text message on 0433 98 1116. Mark in Reservoir makes a couple of points here. City haven't beaten a respectable opponent yet. This week is a massive chance for them to show up the victory. Fitness will be key coming back to a 40 degree Scorcher Absolutely. three day mm. turnaround mm. this mark in uh, Bandura or Reservoir as yes. it
4: And uh, we have got the other wheels falling off uh, hotline going yes. but on the Twitter we've got uh, Ben Kuzupe who said in the current formation Bazanich doesn't track back as much as MM did and Novaleri means midfield is constantly on back foot with turnover.
1: I know, uh, look and by the way Ben's got a good point there but that's on tonight's game and we and as someone said early on, let's not panic if you're a victory fan. Uh, the last two games, they've lost, but they've played quite well and could have won those games. Tonight, they didn't deserve to win, um, and Perth really outsmarted them, but it's one of those games. Uh, if they have another flat game against uh, City on the weekend, then I think is, there's, there's cause for concern. Hmm. Definitely nine four two nine
3: eleven sixteen. As Vinny said, it is the "Have the wheels fallen off" hotline. Let's go to Adam in Essendon. Wants to uh, wants to talk about victory. G'day, Adam. Welcome to the show.
8: Hey guys, how are you going? Yeah,
3: very uh, well, thank you.
8: Yeah, look, I don't think there's anything to worry about. There, there really isn't. I mean, they they clearly have the best list in the league, in my opinion, anyway. And I think there's a fair few people who think that. But I just want to. Uh, ask you guys if you remember, last year when Lee Broxham was playing in uh, where Valeri's position was with I think Milligan was on international duty, and we were all asking the question, well, how are we going to push this guy out of the side? Mm. And that's where he became a centre-back for us, uh, because we didn't want to take him out of the squad, and Muskie rewarded him by putting him back there. I reckon now that we've got the depth, there's really no need to be playing Lee there. I mean, he's got everything we need, especially while Valeri's out. There's just no... I don't see another logical solution around that. What do you guys think?
1: So, Adam, are you saying that Lee shouldn't be in the team? Or or what What do you actually... What's what's the point you're making?
8: Lee should probably be playing in the midfield, not at centre-back. OK, OK. Yeah. As, as a replacement for Valeri, there's no-one else in the squad. And I like Mahazi, but when we play the better team, tonight we just didn't play well as a team. Yeah. But when we play the better teams like Western Sydney, that's when Mahazi gets found out. And I don't like having, having him there when we could be playing Broxham, who, as much as we've bashed him over the years, he's proven to be just as good as Carl in that position.
1: Yeah. Look, I, you know, Adam, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree to a certain extent. Uh, but you don't really know what's happening within the team, within the squad. Who's, who's uh, I mean, I know Muskie's a big, big rap for Mahazi. And part of the priority for Muskie also is not only to get Mahazi playing well for this game tonight and, and for the game on the weekend, but also get him ready for the Asian Champions League. The only way you're going to get this guy ready for that is by giving him more and more and more game time in a position where, for example, if Delpierre doesn't get selected as one of the foreign players for the Asian Champions League team, suddenly we need backup or victory needs backup for the centre half positions, that's where Broxham's got to be playing in there. So, uh, you know, it's this machinations about what's happening within the change room that we don't know about. They're planning forward. I I understand exactly what you're saying for tonight, but if Del Pier didn't travel to Perth, what options have you got for your centre central defence given that Galifocco has been quite underdone, and tonight he actually was found out a little bit in that area. So uh, absolutely, Adam, for today's game, I know what your points are, but who knows what they're thinking going forward.
4: Yeah, I also think that uh, with today's game... We, we kept possession and we do that quite well, but to, it gives them time to get back or perhaps mm. um, but that's they it. weren't that's, playing very high that, either. Well,
1: that's the intensity that we're talking yep. about. The m- ball movement was quite slow tonight and it gave a team like Perth, who were sitting back yep. on block, to be able to read that. Yep. Everything was in front of them. Yep. They hardly was, were broken open at all and I think that was a big problem for victory. Yeah, I
4: think victory don't do as well when, when they're faced with that sort of... Yep. Uh, game plan. I think they're better at breaking because you know, they can take advantage of their pace, and uh, that was certainly missing tonight.
3: Mm. And you've got to hand it to uh, to Perth, of course. You know, in that regard, mm. they they played. You know, smart football. They, you know, victory played into their hands basically, even with all that possession in in the first half. So, but when
1: you're playing against a team that does that, you've got to move the ball quicker. And victory are very good at that. Um, but they just didn't seem to be able to get to that point. And you've got to remember, they left a couple of players behind um in melbourne too so it wasn't their best team that was out there tonight
3: as we know boys and carlos you make this point a lot so uh, it's always better to be there it's always better to be at the game than watching it on tv yep. because you know you've traveled the world and you know you've always had a you always think your perspective's better than ours because we've just watched it on tv but a man <laughs> who was there is adam papalia from fox sports and he joins the four diegos g'day adam welcome to the show
9: uh, hello boys. Thank you very much for having me. Is it all doom and gloom over there in Melbourne?
3: Well, um, actually it's 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 actually quite optimistic. Uh, yeah, here.
1: I think I think they're actually very even tempered <laughs> yes. Adam. Uh you uh, oh, tonight. On.
9: After, after three losses in a row, you shouldn't be uh <laughs> Shouldn't be like that. You should be throwing things around the studio. Adam, it's
4: the third loss they needed to have. It's, it's all part of the game plan.
3: What did you make of it, Adam, um, tonight? It was obviously, you know, victory. Uh, it seemed they dominated possession in the first half, but uh, kind of played into uh, Perth Glory's hands, didn't they?
9: Yeah, and, and po- uh, Perth were able to just poach one, really. I mean, it sort of came from nothing. Um, they had a few good patches, the glory, um, but you know, uh, for Jamal Reiners to, to set that one up and Castro to be able to really tap it in in the end past the keeper, um, it, it changed the dynamics of the game because then Perth were happy just to park the bus and sit back and, and just try and defend it. Um, I think they couldn't believe that they were in front, to be honest. I don't think there was too many glory fans coming to the game that were too optimistic. Mm. Um, but as the game went on, they, they just grew a bit more confidence and, and the victory... As we know them, they're just such an attacking team and they've got so much firepower But they just couldn't get it going tonight.
1: Adam, it's Carlos. That's why I thought the move of bringing Diego Castro on when he did come on, a player who's got a great pedigree and, and there's been high expectations of him, which he haven't, in truth, met so far this season. But he actually did change the game almost in that second half. He gave them the opportunity to, uh, to really uh, exploit those spaces that uh, the victory were leaving, uh, leaving uh, when they were pushing forward. And, and he's such a clever player, was going to create things all the time, wasn't he?
9: Yeah, he's been under a lot of pressure over here, to be honest, in Perth because uh, he hasn't really performed yet this season. We, we know his pedigree coming in. He was the marquee for the glory, um, played many, many seasons in La Liga, scored plenty of goals, but he hasn't shown it on the pitch. And there was a lot of question marks over him uh, before the season because he only arrived at the club only a couple of weeks beforehand, wasn't really ready to go, took a while to get match fit, copped an injury while he was trying to get fit. Um, and now in his comeback, um, obviously coming off the bench tonight, um he did really show that injection um which which helps obviously it helps coming in as a substitute when everyone else is a little bit gassed and you can <laughs> run around like a little kid a little bit but um look he was it was really good and and the glory are hoping that they're going to see a lot more that of that from him through the rest of the season because um that that substitution marinkovic will wait and see what his injury is like uh the glory saying at the moment it's just a bit of hamstring tightness and was a precaution but it <laughs> proved a masterstroke whether that was planned or not <laughs> for Marinkovic to come off uh, it, it certainly worked for Kenny Lowe
4: Adam uh, Vinnie here just uh, the Bazanich substitution was that just uh, just to change the game up a bit or was there an injury or was just to keep Ollie fresh for the derby
9: he seemed fine i, I think um, Kevin Muskett probably looking ahead to the derby because uh, obviously you know the tough schedule that they've had with a couple of or well, three road trips in a row now um, and then the short turnaround to the derby on Saturday i think he was just trying to find that change up because the victory Needed a spark from somewhere, so I, I think that's all that
3: substitution was. Hey Adam, uh, thanks for your time tonight. And uh, on a night where uh, Perth Glory, your boys, uh, defeated Melbourne Victory one nil. Um, keep up the good work on Fox Sports. Thank you very much, guys. There's Adam Papalia from Fox Sports, and from Adam we go to Chris Harold from Perth Glory, who's been good enough to join us today. Chris, and welcome to the show. Hey guys. Yes, Rodrigo Rodriguez. You have got Vinny Venezuela and Carlos Alberto Diego. Hey, that, that's a fantastic win. Um, The change room must be absolutely, let me use this phrase,
1: (laughs) cock-a-hoop.
6: Cock-a-hoop. I can't say I've heard that term for quite some time. Well, you're
1: you're just a youngster there, Chris. That's why. (laughs) It it means you must Uh, be very happy.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Look, it's quite a nice change um, from, you know, a week or two ago. Um, And especially to do it at home, you know, I think... Big thing. Teams don't like coming here. It's a pain in the ass of a trip, to be honest. Um, and we've just got to exploit that. In the last two games, that's what we've done.
1: Now, Chris, it's Carlos. Uh, it, it was. It really looked apparent that Perth went in with a game plan tonight to really sit in tight, uh, not not uh, have too many gaps in between the lines, and make it really difficult for victory to to close you down. Sorry, to 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 open you up, and then. At the earliest opportunity to get them on the break with with people with the pace of you, of your pace and uh, and uh, the the young boy Jamal Rainers looked very very good up front. And he looks like he's got a bit of toe too. Was that was that the game plan that you went in with, or is that how it just sort of worked out in the game as it as it sort of wore on?
6: Well, I think you know, victory have shown over the last couple of years they're a quality side, and if teams are expansive against them, then they're going to get punished. Um, they're very good rotations with their um, with their full backs and their wide players and they get in between the lines. So I think we uh, we nullified that particularly well tonight and frustrated them. And, you know, as we said, or as you said, sorry, uh, you know, we did pin- we did manage to pinch the ball, um, you know, as they were trying to play through us and try and exploit them on a the counter-attack. And, it, it, you know, it nearly paid off a couple of times. And then eventually it did with the with Diego's goal.
4: Chris, uh, Victory did seem to hold have most of the possession but uh, you did take advantage of that. At half time did Kenny Lowe give any specific instructions or was it just look sit back wait our time will come?
6: No, I think we were, you know, we were very well organized in the first half so we didn't really need to change an awful lot. And you know, the longer the game went on the the more they were getting frustrated and I'm sure the more they, they were tiring. They've had a long trip. Um, here, after a big game on the weekend and a trip to Wellington last week. Um, so, you know, I, I guess, you know, Kenny was, was very upbeat and positive at half time um, and just, you know, I guess said uh, much of the same, really.
1: Now, Chris, uh, after last season, uh, the difficulty of the last season, you had a terrific uh, uh, period on the ground and, and done did very well, but obviously with the salary cap issues, you, you, you were withdrawn for the finals. How difficult has it been this year, not being able to get the points on the board? Uh, you know, once, you know, having had the season you had last year and not starting off this season, the way you might've wanted.
3: I think we've uh, lost Chris. He, uh, he clearly uh, didn't like that he's question. Didn't like he that question. That question. Soon send, as soon as you said salary cap, <laughs> he hung up. And, and, but uh, Wait, maybe uh, he didn't understand the question. There you, go, there you go. No, no, he's um, he's on prepaid mobile there, and needed, uh, <laughs> especially after last year, they all cop the fine, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just ran out of uh, yeah. coins there. Yeah. But uh, thanks to Chris I Harold, uh, the lawyer uh, took the phone. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, phone battery died. Um, there you go. Uh, good win at Perth Glory, you yep. have to say. 1-0 over Melbourne victory. Castro in the 73rd minute at NIB Stadium. Give us a call to have the wheels fallen off. Hotline, nine four Let's take a break now and come back with the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
1: Despite his family's misgivings, former Iran coach Miroslav Blazvich went ahead and signed a lucrative deal to stay in the Middle East. His son told him, If you want to kill your family, then sign. He did. And when asked why, he replied, I love money more than anything. Jeez, I love this game. This is The Four Diego's.
3: On 1116 SEN, The Four Diego's. Yes, tonight's show with thanks to makingmedia.com.au. If you've got a story to tell and you're a company or you work for a company make sure you go to makingmedia.com.au and uh, they'll help you out with a fantastic video um, on your brand story um, and the narrative you've got to tell to your marketplace and also some fantastic educational videos they do as well makingmedia.com.au let making media help you make media Um, after a night where perth glory defeated melbourne victory one nil let's um, cross to mike mcgrath from the sun and talk about the english premier league g'day mike welcome to the show
2: Hi guys, thanks for having me
3: on. Yes, uh, how are you feeling today? Because uh, last <laughs> week you were a bit, uh, a bit rusty.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not quite a match fit yet, but I'm, I'm getting there.
3: That's <laughs> uh, what we like.
2: What, to, what did you do uh, in New
4: yeah. York, Mike?
2: I just, um, I just <laughs> ran myself into the ground, and um, as, as happens on those planes, um, yeah, you pick up a bug or something, and had a pretty bad uh, man flu last week. Mm.
3: Well, Mike, we we could go a whole <laughs> lot of directions here, but we're going to we're going to stick to the man flu. Uh, no. hey, let, let, let's start with the questions around uh, the English Premier. Let's start in the relegation zone and talk about Chelsea. Um, <laughs> Look, I mean, I I could ask the question about Jose Mourinho and uh, his future at the club, but we're just talking off air. There's not been a lot about the actual team and and the players. And I must admit there's been a little bit recently, Mm. but um, what do you make of this whole situation, Mike? And, um, you know, I mean, the question we have to ask, has Jose Mourinho lost that dressing room? Well, it does
2: look that way. I mean, it's exactly the same team as uh, pretty much the same team that won the league. I think they have gone stale. There, which has been part of it, so I think as much as, I think it's been a perfect storm for that uh, squad to decline, the fact that they won the Premier League so early, they're not bad players, but I think the hunger has has been lost there and it has all culminated in in these terrible results, so I think you're right the players are being looked at, this at now the fact that they haven't been playing for the manager and I think quite a few of them I think they've not, not just pan for a future. I think they're, they're, they're done, really, at the, at the club. And they're probably going
1: to have to start again somewhere else. Mike, it's Carlos. Uh, I was watching the uh, replay of the Leicester-Chelsea game, and I, I only started watching it at the 80-minute mark because I, I was in a pub and it was just on, and I thought, oh, I haven't seen this game, watch the rest of it. And I, I was just completely shocked at the lack of urgency that I felt was a lack of urgency from the Chelsea side that last 10 minutes. For a team that, that won the Premier League, the year before and has had a lot of success over the years, a champion team just never gives up and they really push hard to the end. And it just didn't seem to me that the urgency was there, especially with the long ball, long throws. I mean, they got the towel out, they were wiping the ball down. There was only minutes to go and they were wasting all this time wiping the ball down with long throws. Uh, I don't know. Did you see it that way too?
2: Well, I mean, they did pull a, pull a goal back, and it did seem like they were they were fighting for that equaliser. But um, they certainly don't have that aura of a champion team like Man United were, where you kind of expect them to get back into the game and get an equaliser. So they ser- yeah, they ha- they haven't got that. I mean, there, there is there, there are arguments to say that maybe the players that aren't as hungry and don't want it as much as they did. Um, six months ago, it is it, it's, it's very worrying. I, like you say, we've watched that last ten minutes. You never ever felt that Chelsea, right? They're, they're going to do it, and that's a real, a real strange feeling for a team that has had, enjoyed so much success.
4: Mike Gavini here, says Fabregas came out and, and pretty much said something like, you know, the players, uh, you know, they're big players and we've got to play like we're big players and, and we're worth a lot of money and we've got to show that on the pitch. Is he saying that because he's he's been targeted as someone who sort of let let the team down a little bit himself and he just wants to sort of protect his position?
2: Yeah, and, uh, where, you know, for the game, the previous game, uh, also. He was the ball guy. He was the guy who was dropped by Mourinho, which was you know a really big decision because it was a very big match in terms of the fact that they needed to win. So, Fabregas is definitely at the firing line. I mean, he has had a, a really steady decline in, you know, for the last uh, for the last year, basically. A fantastic first half of the last season that hasn't been since. Uh, yeah, I think when, when he makes comments like that, which have made the papers over here today, uh, you, you generally feel that he's probably talking about himself more than anybody else.
1: Now Mike, uh, Riyad uh, Mahrez uh, everyone talks about Jamie Vardy for uh, Leicester and he's a great player 16 goals already this season he scored a great goal against Chelsea the other day but Mahrez is one uh, player who's been playing well this season not only scoring goals but also his assists Uh, tell us a little bit about the Algerian international
2: Yeah, um, he was a chief signing from the French League and uh, (laughs) has been absolutely fantastic I was at the game at Leicester last season and it was quite funny in the tunnel uh, waiting for the players a few of his mates came over from France uh, and they were they didn't really, they didn't have the right accreditation and stuff but they were nice lads that were all mucking in and they wanted a selfie with um, Mourinho and said <laughs> um, you should sign this guy, he's pretty good and Mourinho actually said at the time, I know um, and then lo and behold uh, you know, six months later he's really sticking the knife with them and even back then, even last season, he was showing that form that said, um, you know, he was a bargain. Maybe we didn't quite know, you know, the height that he could go. And now now people are talking about Barcelona, um, uh, being, looking at him, and definitely players, uh, you know, I, I say, sorry, players at the, teams at the top of the Premier League, but they are at the top, but, you know, the traditional heavyweights of the Premier League having
3: a look at him and thinking that he might be worth um, a gamble. Hey, Mike, uh, thanks for that. We're going to have to let you go because we've got a bit of a bad line. It uh, sounds like you're in a shower, but uh, <laughs> but um, we, know you, we know you're doing it tough and we know you need to take a break. But thanks for your time, as always, on the Four Diego's. There's uh, Mike McGrath there from The Sun and, uh, yeah, probably going off and having a coughing fit just now. But uh, but anyway, that's uh, interesting stuff, though. You've you got to say, yeah. he, he's, he's a gun. He's a gun player and mm. uh, it's not it's actually... Kind of nice to see Leicester and Arsenal at the top, Carlos. Uh, You
1: know what I really like about um, Leicester? That they're managed by Claudio Ranieri, who Mm. was the original dead man walking. In fact, he he gave himself that title (laughs) when he was at Chelsea. I, I had not never heard that term until he actually, in football terms, I never, until he used it himself. We coined so. it, Carlos.
4: Did we? Yeah, we okay, did. Then going, he used yeah. it after. Yeah, okay. Of course, that's
3: right. <laughs> hey, let, let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diegos on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's Home of Sport. Oh,
1: when Icelandic pop star Björk was asked about her thoughts on football, she said, Football is a fertility festival. 11 sperm trying to get into the egg. I feel sorry for the goalkeeper. Jeez, I love this game. This is the Four Diegos. On 1116
3: SEN, the Four Diegos. And coming up after Diego's, it's All Night Appetite with uh, Benny Jones. Tonight's show was brought to you by makingmedia.com.au for all your corporate education video needs. Let Making Media help you make media. Tonight's uh, sh- show was obviously around uh, Perth Glory, who defeated Melbourne Victory 1-0. Castro scored in a 73rd minute at NIB Stadium. Boys, you've got 30 seconds or, or less. Uh, the derby this weekend. Uh, Melbourne victory. Victory's
4: back in town. Don't worry about that. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's ours. 40 uh, the, degrees. The
1: previous form, whether you're scoring for fun or not scoring like victory is at the moment, uh, bears, it has no effect at all on the derby. It won't have to have any effect at all. Mm. It's a clean slate. Wipe it away. Don't be, be worried if you're a UCTY fan. Don't be too cocky if you're a City fan. It's
3: going to be yeah. fascinating. City coming <laughs> off three wins, victory coming off three losses. Looking forward to that. That's it for this week's show. We'll be back next Wednesday. So remember, We've Wherever Puerto
1: Rican girls hang out. We're we'll we'll there. Wherever we'll you
4: Samba, Sumbarumba and We're we'll we'll there.
1: Wherever there's girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. Who we'll we'll there. there. Wherever Gringos play football. we're we'll we'll there. We are the 4
3: Diego. Ole! Ole!